everyone, welcome back to the Book and Life podcast. Today we're going to have a brand new book guest on. Whether they're an author, an editor, a producer, you'll never quite know, so you're in for one hell of a ride. But today I just have to uh, do the adverts and then I'll get us straight into that most important conversation. And as as we do every week, um, I'm going to read The Shadow which is part of the Time Guardian series, and this is book four from Marianne Curley. The battle is over, the war is won. The prophecy complete, but life can't just pick up where it left off for Ethan, struggling to cope with tragic loss. At odds with friends in the guard, he finds himself adrift, jumping in shadows and sensing someone who can't possibly be there. Blaming herself for the goddess Athena's death, Giselle swears revenge to fullify the immortal's plan for world domination, but Giselle hadn't planned on love, and that leaves her with an unbearable choice. Should she follow her heart or the strings of a goddess short on praise but high on expectation, who continues to pull her from the grave? As the guard and the order battles through the past and into an impossible future, darkness looks round every corner. The fight for the world's survival rests with just one. Is it friend or foe who stands in the shadow? And just a reminder that The Price of Freedom by Rosemary Aiken, sorry, Rosemary Rowan, um, is being donated to the Ukraine refugee crisis. And here's the blurb for her book. It's uh, one of her... Roman British crime series, which was written under her maiden name. All editions can be found online where all books are sold, even her agents donating her commission. Sorry, I don't have the blurb for that, but uh, that's that's what she's doing. And now, without further ado, let's get you to the guests. I promised you guys the most amazing guest, and I found her. So, I am so excited to bring her on. She's a fellow sports romance writer, which totally sold me on her before I saw any of her other stuff. You know how much of a soft spot I have for sports romance. So, without further ado, let's bring in Nima. I hope I said that right. It's not Nima. I but was close. I was close. Listen, you were, but listen, growing up with the name Naima, it's like I just prepare when I see somebody like start forming it and then hesitate. I'm like, it's Naima. Don't no words. Like, <laughs> I was like practicing before I, I came on this. as well. <laughs> no, well no, I grew no. up with Crystal, and I could tell you for like 30 years, nobody ever got it right. Nobody ever got it right. Like, still to this day, nobody gets it right. Crystal? Yeah, seriously. I, I get everything from Crystal or Christelle or <laughs> Yeah. I, I said okay, I said Crystal. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Like but you get it right, yeah. but like most people it's like Crystal. Like they extend it out and I'm like why, I guess, but I'm like, no, that's obviously Crystal. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, but yeah, it's weird. Like even in Scotland, nobody gets it. It's always cry still. No, like, no, <laughs> no, no. Mm-hmm. no. That's not right. That's not right. <laughs> it, 
it's it's it's, it's a running joke with everybody though. Like I go to author like like author talks and stuff, and I see the person like trying to practice it, and I have to go. It's crystal. That's me. It's That's crystal. Me. I can I can see in their face yeah. when their their whole face is like I'm about to jack this up, and I just save them. It's Naima. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Just, I gotta jump Sometimes right in I there. don't. Sometimes I, I let them hang to see like how long it takes for them to like ask, you know. Oh. But no. So tell me, I have to ask this before we get started in your uh your new upcoming books. But tell me a little bit about Wags and how did you come about writing that? How did you get into sports romance? I actually, I kind of like fell into it because I'm going to just tell you right now, I know zero about sports except basketball. And that's only because I played it when I was in middle school and one year high school before I was like, nah, my my skin ain't thick enough for this. So yeah. I know about basketball, but my husband, my my father, my brother-in-law, like all are football fanatics. And yeah. in football season, I become a football widow. Like I don't see oh, him yeah. because yep. he's like, it's, it's football all the time. So when I was thinking, actually it's the WAG series is a spinoff from my um, bachelor auction series. And the, in the third book, the heroine Kim is not, well, she's the heroine in the third book, the third WAG's book, but she's a side character yeah. in the third book of the bachelor auction series. And she's married to a football player and they get divorced because he's mm-hmm. cheating and I was thinking yeah. to myself, I was like, I loved her when I wrote her. And who would be, who, there's no one better to put her with than a football player because she's sworn yeah. all football players as her husband. So that's like organic conflict right there. And so that's yeah, kind of how is, yeah. the WAG series developed. And I was like, well, wow. let me write like his friends and a whole team. And, and I went in knowing that I knew nothing about football except, you know, touchdown. That's all I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. All, that's all I got. But I call my husband, my father, my brother-in-law, my football counsel, because I would call them up and be like, listen, they're in practice. What do they need to be doing? Or how do, like, what is the game situation like? Or how do, what, what would the coach say to him if he's jacking up? You know, so they're yeah. like, I'm not even gonna lie. My brother-in-law gave me dialogue because I was like, "No, just say it so I can type it." Oh yeah, but no, I, I've been there. I've been there. Yeah, yeah, because I don't know the terminology. <laughs> I don't know all that. I I was in the same boat as you because, like, I was I was kind of like just started in my romance career, and I was like, I I'm a wrestling fanatic. I'm not right. scared to say it and so my I love my friend <laughs> I know right the, who doesn't love it so oh, cool like I'm I'm definitely yeah. going to read it cuz I I've never read a wrestling romance it it never existed till I started it and then like I get so much flack from the yeah. romance industry because they're like why do you write something that's not commercialized I'm like it's only not commercialized cuz you guys don't understand it like once you understand it then you can see its value but I can totally see writing now that you say it I can totally see writing wrestlers because they have that same like oh like it's almost what I love about foot writing football heroes is that fierce competitive drive yes and their bodies have to be in shape they have yep. to have stamina 
and they, they also have to be charismatic too, which people don't very realize. Very much so. Yes, very much so. And it's, yep. they just have this fierceness about them and it's hot. So I, I can, I feel funny saying that because my son wrestled for so long, <laughs> but, but I definitely see why you were right wrestlers. I, I love that. Exactly. I, I laughed because I went down to a wrestling event. I was the writer for the show. And one, one of the wrestlers who Googled me. Because oh he didn't know who I was. So he Googles me. And of course, my, my stuff comes up and he's like. <laughs> so then there's this like group of them all scratching their heads and like staring at me. And I'm like looking at my and I'm looking at my bestie like are they staring at me? And she's like, uh-huh. And I'm like, what do I do? And she's like, gotta go talk to them. And I'm like, I don't know what they're saying. So like there's this went on for like 15 minutes. I finally get up the nerve. I go over and I shake everybody's hand and I say, Hi, I'm Crystal Vic Carrington. Hi, 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 hi. And one dude, honestly, his jaw is like hanging up. He could have caught flies with how wide his mouth was open. <laughs> and he couldn't even bring himself to say his name. He was just like, uh-huh. <laughs> had and they I'm just like, seen the covers or they had read yeah, it? Or... Just the covers. They had like looked at the covers and they read the blurbs and they were like, <laughs> done. And I'm like, Oh my god, like this is gonna be the longest weekend of my life. But what did but I do? Said, Listen, I write wrestling romance, I need y'all for research. So, you know, let me just ask you a few questions. That's the way to break the ice. I did, I, I had to, I had to do it because they, they looked at me and they were like, What's this all about? Like, what the hell is wrestling romance? What have you done to our industry? And I'm like, Oh, I did not do anything. You guys go out right. there in your trucks and you wrestle and you chat up women. And there is millions of stories about you guys behaving badly. I'm like, you gave me the material. I just put it in a book. Like, okay. So they they were like, I ended up being like the thing that got questioned the most. Like every time they saw me, they were like, come sit down. We've got questions. We need to ask you stuff. And I'm like, I'm trying to work. Like, I'm trying to work. And the like, they were not letting me work. It was like three really long days of just the most awkward conversation. You immortalized them. Oh, I did. <laughs> I did. I, I, I got introduced after that weekend to my co-author through one oh, of the wrestlers amazing. I'd worked with that weekend. Yeah. That's awesome. That was, yeah, and then me and him have been writing officially for 10 years today. Happy together. anniversary! Yeah, he's totally forgotten as well. Because <laughs> <laughs> he normally, like, he'll text me little things like, oh my gosh, do you remember? It's like nine years since we did the, the road, like, the the signing tour and stuff. So normally he's pretty on the game, but today he totally right. forgot. It's 10 years today. <laughs> I don't, like, how do y'all do that? I've always wondered with co-authors, it's, it's how do y'all like, like We just sit on Facebook, we open up like a video chat and then I'll have like the Word document open and I'll be like, 
okay, so let's talk about what we're doing in this book. And then we go, like, we plot the whole thing. And uh-huh. then I go away and I'll start writing out all the chapters. And then when it comes to, like, wrestling scenes and terminology and stuff, I will then start texting him. And I'll be like, okay, this is the scene I'm in. I'm stuck. Tell me what I need to say. Tell me what I need to do. And he'll send me okay. back dialogue suggestions and, like, yeah. how to plan the match and all this kind of stuff. And this goes on all, like, for the whole process. We're five books into 64 books now. And we're just, like, we're old hat. Like, he just waits for me to send stuff, you know? And he reads yes. the chapters as I write them. So every time I finish, like, two chapters, I send something to him. It's awesome. It is like the easiest writing time ever because I'm not having to do it on my own. Right. Because writing can be so solitary. You know, it is. I, it is. Every day I write um, a friend of mine, Dahlia Rose. She's uh, yeah. another author. We be I writing challenges yeah. every day. You do. Yeah. Isn't she great? She's, I, She's I awesome. Love Dahlia. She really is. Love, love Dahlia. Uh, I, I keep like, trying to I get her on so the show, honored. but she hasn't come on yet. She's amazing and so smart and so prolific. Yeah. And we that's one of the reasons I love doing writing challenges with her because we'll go from like 10 o'clock in the morning. If I, if we're yeah. both of us are on a deadline, we could be there to like 10 o'clock at night because oh, and I'm we'll the do same. Yeah. Hour challenges, you know, 1K an hour. She hits it more than I do, but, yeah. <laughs> but I know that feeling. She inspires me, you know, yeah. so. She's it up, is she's good amazing. to have that though, because if you've got like the right people around you, it's fun. Yep. It's like I, I tend to like if I have to do a book on my own, which sometimes with like Joe won't always take everything that I'm doing on. So he might say, "Okay, you have this series, and then I'll work on something else or whatever." Right. And you know, so sometimes it does feel like really, really lonely. And then I'll go and I'll start working with somebody else um, on something totally unrelated, and then it's fun again. You know. I don't like I don't like doing it on my own. I hate it because then I don't have somebody to bounce it off of, or and then husband becomes like the sounding board. I think he gets really annoyed with that because then I'm like, oh, like I'm like, hubby, uh, this is my idea, and I don't know what I'm doing, and he'll be like, okay, and then he listens to me for like half an hour, normally without context because I forget to put the start of the thing in, and he will say to me, okay, you said all that. But can I get the beginning first? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like an everyday conversation with me and mine. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's fun. Yeah, and it, it ends up being really funny. But yeah, he's he's helped me so much with like because I don't drive motorcycles, he does. So like uh, anything Ugh. bike related, vehicle mm-hmm. related. Um, if I'm doing fantasy, because uh, he's watched so much fantasy stuff. So, like, he's just, like, this big, huge cyclopedia of things that I can, like, go to and be like, hey, can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? So, he's great. And then I actually have, um, I now, luckily enough, have an old dance partner um, student that I talk to for when I'm doing my dance stuff. So, (laughs) if I get stuck, I can, like, because they were on the circuit with me when I was younger so that right. I'll get in touch with them and I'll be like, oh, so I'm writing this dance stuff, but I don't, I can't see it in my head. I can't see how to write it. And he'll like talk me through it. And then we'll like do calls where I block it. I, I'll go in the spare room and I'll like block out the routine and stuff. And 
Yeah, he's he's awesome. And then I have another friend who's actually running around in the circus right now. And I like the actual circus. Yeah, he's an actual circus performer. Yeah. I so, love uh, your friends. Me and him, we went to drama camp together. So we have like the old uh, summer camp stories and stuff. And we did it for years. Um, and then he went and he joined the circus. So like anytime I'm doing anything that's even close to circus, I like, I message him and I'm like, oh, dude, I'm thinking about doing this stuff and setting it in the circus. And he'll be like, okay, well, this is how it's done. Like, this is what we say. This is circus lingo. Because I've just learned this very recently. Circus uh-huh. lingo is different to carny, and carny is different to dance stuff. And, re- and wrestling is a totally different thing as well. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think every every profession has its own yeah. like little language, you know, that if you're not in it, you wouldn't use it or you wouldn't even know it. Exactly, so yeah. to sound authentic, you need that. The th- I call it the things you can't find on Google. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. It's like you need to know those little things because you have readers who know those subjects. Like yeah. I have readers who know football inside and out and yeah. w- wouldn't hesitate to call me out if something was wrong. And so th- that's yep. why what I don't know, which is a lot, I have to, to ask. <laughs> I, have to I, ask. I have been called out by one wrestler um, and he was like, we wouldn't do that. And I'm like, well, you did in this book. <laughs> like, and then to say that sometimes you have to take creative license for the story. I know. I had to, and, I, so and then like, I had to like take him, per, like, because he did it on social media. So I had to then take him aside, personally aside, and be like, okay, this is creative license. Yeah. I know you wouldn't like take a chick into like an empty arena to have fun time with her. Like, I know you wouldn't do that. But it was like, for the story. But it works for the story. Yeah, like, I'm like, you, of course you don't really go and handcuff people to the ropes. Like, I know that. And he's like, but you made us all sound so, like, dirty. And I'm like, Dude, oh. it's what I, it's. Oh. <laughs> I know. I, and like, I was just like, oh. I'm not writing a, a manual on football, right? So some of the yeah. things aren't going to be, like, totally accurate because it has to work for my story but i'm like the mechanics of it the world of it that's what i want to get right but i also have to write my own story so you know some things are going to be changed some of the not the rules of the game but maybe the rules of the world a little bit where like you like i'm sorry there's no way that a football player gets on a field and doesn't at one point think of his girl like, I'm sorry, every guy has a moment during their time where they think of the girl they're with. Even if you're a wrestler and you're wrestling, I'm sorry, there's got to be a it's moment true. where you're like, damn, my girl's going to be mad I'm coming home with a black eye. You know, like, you've got to have a moment that's like, God, my girl's going to be pissed because I'm going to have bruises all down my chest tomorrow. Like, it's a romance. It's yeah. So that's our our goal at the for at the end of the day is to give the reader a satisfying and wonderful romance, not exactly. a man who on a sport. So, um, to me, it's just the sport is the world, but the story is mine. You know, and it's about the couple, not the sport. So yeah. that's another thing that you know I have to keep in mind when I'm writing is that it's just I'm the same. a foundation for my 
story, you know, but it's not the story. Yeah. So, yeah. I would say, that, like, I, I, I structure, I like, I structure the couple's scenario, like, around real things that the wrestlers deal with because it, they're on the road right. 300 days a year. So it's really hard for them to have relationships with people that are not in the industry. And right. when they do date people that not in the industry, then it's like you have to almost figure out a way where that works. Like, how would they make that work? Right. And so, like, yeah, I mean, they, they all look at me funny because, like, I'm in the business of, like, knowing all about their world. But I don't wrestle. I don't have anything. I, I'm not in their business but they think it's hilarious like they're like you're an ex-performer but you're like you know all about our world but yet you're not with a performer like how does so to them i'm like this big huge mystery which is hilarious but um <laughs> it is what it is like i grew up on wrestling i think i was like four the first time i watched wrestling one of my friends uh liam came into we were in like this kid's room we were all sick. We all had chicken pox. So we were isolated. Well, they put all and, together. I remember yeah, so days. we were like, so all the nurses had put us in one room and they were like, you can watch it whatever you want. We're not going to bother you. Just stay in that room. You're quarantined. And Liam had snuck an old wrestling uh, tape into the, into the VCR, which was not suitable for our age group because it was a wrestling <laughs> company called ECW. And he put it on ECW. and yeah, I know ECW. I know, like everyone does. It's like huge, right? Yeah. So the first ever tape I watched of wrestling was the night that Tommy Dreamer, Raven, and Beulah debuted in ECW, and I was hooked. I was hooked. It was so long ago. <laughs> I know, like it was ninety five or something. Oh my god! My grandmother used to watch WWE. What was before it was WWE when it was WWF, yeah. and she watched it religiously. And so we I had to watch it. it because she was when wrestling came on. No, the, everything had to stop. You're not turning yep. the channel. You must sit down here and watch. Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant and all. Yep. She loved it. So I, I mean, I've grown up in watching wrestling and then my kids love it, you know? So yeah, I, I just don't like the fact that me and my daughter both lust after Roman Reigns. That's the only thing I'm not. Oh, well, I mean, I can understand it, chick. I can understand it. Like, you know, it's a thing. <laughs> Because it, it, it's weird for me, because like I I grew up with ECW and WWF. I didn't get WCW till much later on, right. and so like I was like I was one of these really rebellious kids as well. So like my mom's like, you cannot be wrestling your brother. Like she tried to ban <laughs> wrestling from the house. We just got crafty and we would like tape it. Like when they would go to bed, we would set up the tape recorder so it would record the wrestling. And then me and him would sneak into like the what they called the kids' room in our house right. and we'd watch it. Like we were addicted. Like we were super addicted. Um It was. It was addicted. It, yeah, I I never stopped watching it. Like all the way to today. I, I watched TNA, ECW, WCW, WWF, WWE. I've literally seen the whole thing. 
Um, yeah, that's my. I have like seven recordings of it on our DVR, like, like right now. They don't like my daughter. people and saying then that. When she's at work, she'll call me and like, not when you're Can friends. You record, with them, if you know what I mean? But um, I am. What some raw. I think it's like Monday Night Raw on, yeah. she, and she's like, "Can you record that? Because it's coming on." And she watch she watches it like that. Yeah. So, I, and me, my more my speed is Dark Side of the Ring. Like I love that oh, show. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love that. I like show. Dar- I die. I do like Dark Side of the Ring. I will. I will give you that. Like I've seen quite a few of them. Uh, yeah. If you really want, like the really kind of the era that we grew up in. That you yeah. need to check out AEW. Oh, girl, okay. AEW is where it's at. Let me see. I gotta do a search on it because I don't even know if I. I'm sure we get it. I've just never watched it. It's so. on TNT. Oh, okay. Let me write that down. TNT Wednesday, ask- Friday, and Saturday. Oh, I'm gonna ask my daughter if she watches it because she might. So it is. It's phenomenal. Ask- it like. This Wednesday, they've got two wrestling rings in steel cages, and they're calling it Blood and Guts. It's okay, in that's Boston more... this weekend. I'll watch that. Yeah. <laughs> it's worth it. I'm telling you. It's like, oh, geez. Like, yeah, I get super excited. <laughs> I, my, co- my, my co-author, he he's like, he's a WWF fan. He's, he's like, you know, WWE because he worked at WWE. So he gives me like now? so much stick. He's like, he, he did, yeah. Wow. So That's he's awesome. he's actually been he has worked at WWE. Joey Legends worked at TNA. So he's like, and he's trained some of the top talent in the world. Like right yeah. now, the TN the TNA champion is one of his former students. So like he's trained some of the best talent in the world. That's amazing. I wonder yeah. if they know that he co-authors romance books. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I, I'll tell you something. Those guys would appreciate it. Yeah, I, I exactly. Think, I think they would. <laughs> and it, it's like funny for me because he goes and he shows his friends the book, and they read it because they get really intrigued and then they read it and then they go back to him and they go oh my god she's like captured what our life is actually like and it totally yeah. puts them out and they're like oh it's like really <laughs> like our lives <laughs> it was some of that love life part too <laughs> yes it yeah i know mean, the thing is like i've been on the road with them so i kind of know what is like like i know the weird conversations they have in the car and trust me it is like off the wall weird conversations that they'll have i think there was one car ride i had where they discussed the difference between watsits and cheese puffs for 20 minutes uh, one is softer and fluffier and the other is harder right yeah i mean that's what i thought i didn't think there was like enough material to talk about right that's me when is cheese? <laughs> they were talking about different cheese flavors, like and what cheeses would make it better. And I'm like mind blown. Just like what? Now you have the inside of the wrestling world right here in this car. I I just like I just <laughs> sat there for the whole car ride silent, and I'm such a chatterbox. But I was silent because I'm like, 
are we seriously discussing cheese treats? That wouldn't have la- that wouldn't have been a long conversation for me. It just no wouldn't have been for me no. either. But twenty minutes of like <laughs> I timed them. I like I thought okay, this will be a five minute thing, and I'm looking at my watch. Five minutes goes by, ten minutes goes by, and I'm like, and I'm like looking at my best friend mouthing, "What the hell?" And she's going, <laughs> "They forgot we were even in the car." Huh, that's one heck of a research, though. I tell you, that's that sounds like the fun way to have research. I, it was hilarious. I mean, <sighs> I I was saying to my my co-author the other day, I was like. I would go He's back like, on the road with him for two weeks just just for the research. Because, like, yeah, you absolutely. can't really get into that mindset of living in a hotel room and living out your suitcase unless you're actually doing it. Right. And he was like, absolutely. he's like, oh, I, you know, if I could book you on shows with me, I would. And you could just come with me. And, and I'm like, yeah, you know, because he, he wrestles all over the world. All over the world. I mean, one week he can be in south africa the next week he can be in tokyo following week he can be in you know in britain for three weeks or you know he's just That's always so- always gone i know it's tiring because I, I can't even imagine just the hermit that i am i i can't even imagine yeah. being out like that much but yeah. the, just the travel and to be able to see so many different countries you know and yeah. so many different cultures and that just sounds awesome in in some ways but that's where a lot of them get into it like i would go crazy (laughs) yeah like but to them like they love it because it's like they're they're getting paid to go to all these really Mm -hmm. exotic places they're getting all this like their travels all paid for their food's all paid for their hotels is all paid for and then all they have to do is spend maybe five to fifteen to maybe thirty minutes in the ring doing something they love, and, and then they get to go right. home. You know, it's like, and, and sometimes if it's an international tour, they sometimes take their girlfriends with them, and they love that because it's like a free vacation because they'll like book two days on the end. You know, they'll get the promoter to like yeah. book the flight back two days after the show so they can get like a couple days in with the girlfriend or whatever. I wouldn't hate it. <laughs> it's I crazy one of them, i wouldn't hate it but, get but the, then get you, the, you would also oh. love it because you'd get to like experience the world too yeah i'm like bring it on like when we leave then <laughs> yeah let me get my I was passport the same. i was the same yeah and it, for like for me like it's i we went to la me and my husband went to la for for about seven days and we lived I'll for seven days and it was like I saw so many of my old friends that I hadn't seen in like a decade and they were all trying to come. They were all trying to take us out for lunch. And I'm like, I have seven days guys. I can't go out to lunch every single day. Like I need to spend time with Ian. So like I had three days and I'm like, okay, I'll give them three days and I'll just go for three days. And it was, yeah. So that wasn't how many, so with LA, that wasn't your first time being there. Although that was our first trip, yeah, our first trip. Oh, okay. Trip. How, how'd you like it? I loved LA. I loved it. I wasn't so keen on the forest fire or the earthquake, but everything yeah. else was great. Like, because <laughs> we were we were driving away from Griffin Park, and Griffin Park went on fire, and I was oh like, 
I was like, oh my gosh, like, get to the hotel, like, the park's on fire kind of thing. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, and then our first night we were there, we'd just gone to sleep, and we had a 5.5 earthquake hit. No. Yeah, so I'm hiding in the bathroom going, oh my god. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, literally, we had just gone to bed, and it hit. My husband sleeps through the whole thing. How do you sleep through an earthquake? I don't know. He snored the whole time. Like, I screamed at him, get out of bed, get out of bed, and he snored at me. oh my gosh that had to be terrifying but to be fair he didn't sleep for like 16 hours well yeah that trip like that that flight i can imagine yeah because we flew we flew from glasgow to philadelphia and then we had an hour and a half layover philly and then from philly to la which is another four hours yeah so by the time we got there it was like eight o'clock at night we decided to rent a car because it's la and there's like you know it's awful to to get around so we hired a car and we had to drive to to riverside and nobody told me there was no street lights there (laughs) so i'm like we're looking for street signs like the hell's the street signs like it was like the weirdest night ever we're driving through all these blacked out neighborhoods like there's not a single light coming out a single house and i'm going that is disorienting where are we like i'm in alabama and we have roads like that where there are no lights and driving through those roads it is like i'm so far up on the wheel because i'm like with the the high beams on because i'm like i cannot see a thing and I, yeah. I can't stand that. That like terrifies me driving at night through those places. That's what terrified us. Yeah. It was like, and it, we had, we had no idea how bad the traffic was till we oh, got yeah. there. Yeah. Like the only lights on the freeway was from other cars. <laughs> like we saw <laughs> brake lights the whole way. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. how is it this busy at eight o'clock at night? <laughs> As bad as New York, I've heard. Like it's it's it was, terrible the traffic. Yeah, and they don't they the freeway didn't have any of the lights on the signs for the exits. Right. So right. I'm like, what's our exit like? Annoyed. <laughs> like I'm gonna miss this. I just yeah. Now I'm gonna we did. We did twice. We did twice. <laughs> and luckily, if our hotel wasn't like right next to the freeway, I yeah, don't think we'd ever found it. it. Because it had a huge sign on the side of the freeway. <laughs> That's the only reason we found it. That's like the only, I love traveling. But I think I get, and it's the reason I wouldn't go by myself, because I get so anxious because it's in a Me new too. place. You know, I love seeing new places. But like first getting there and have to drive through it and make maneuver my way through unfamiliar cities and every, I just get so nervous. And so I'm like, Mm-mm, I I can't travel by myself because I depending on myself, I would end up somewhere nobody needs to be, or in another yeah. country, other than what I'm where I'm supposed to be. The, the running <laughs> joke, the running joke in my house is my sense of direction is awful. Yes. So Amen. my husband will be like, and my geography is completely wrong like i'll think something's 15 minutes away and it actually is like 25 to 30 
<laughs> I need Ollie to, tells like, me. So my husband oh, does all the timing because he'll be like, Crystal, you've no idea about how long it takes us to get there. So just let me drive. Like, just let me drive because you've no clue. And I, I am. I'm terrible. Like, every time. So in LA, we we did really well. We drove on the right side of the road. We we did oh everything. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. Yes, you got to get used to the different side of the road too. Oh. Yeah. Until the day we were leaving, we had to leave at six in the morning to catch our flight. <laughs> there was no cars, no cars, not of one. And he drove. He's like autopilot mode. He pulled out to the wrong side of the road, <laughs> and I'm like, other side, other side, other side. Thank God there were no other cars. I know, like, it was just like, he just like went on like British autopilot mode. And I'm like, oh, thank gosh. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was like oh. the best experience. Like, um, but my wrestling friends, they were trying to get me to come out and just like do three months hanging out with them. And, and I'm thinking, three oh, months. the level of, the level of research I'd come home with would be insane. Wow. I'll like three months. I don't know if yeah. I'll be out of my house. Like, <laughs> I, would, I, I, would, I, would, I would be so homesick after two weeks yeah. yeah i'm ready i'm like day four i'm ready to come home yeah like my house is calling me <laughs> i mean i don't mind coming out and do like the romance conventions and stuff because then it's like at least you're in like a group of people you know right like my like, people yeah and then everyone knows you you can have like dinners and stuff and it's like right but me going to a wrestling show percent of the people there are not going to know who i am and then it gets like that awkwardness of them googling me and then the awkward <laughs> questions and so like i have to go pause. with my group of friends because i don't want the um awkward conversations and awkward I'm questions familiar with that. quite familiar <laughs> i i i like i it was weird because i normally don't say to like the wrestlers that i write romance or wrestling romance and then they'll they'll still go away and they'll still google me just curiously and i'm like god <laughs> damn it stop googling me so yeah they always spell it wrong too so like they put in the k-r-y yeah and then and then they spell mccarrington wrong but google corrects them and they still find me like god damn it hey google <laughs> So tell us about your new book coming out in October, because you were super excited to tell us about the new releases. I am. I have, um, in October, it's my last Harlequin Desire. And that's oh, because no. the line is ending and it's changing into a new contemporary line called Afterglow. So this is like my last Harlequin, which is kind of bittersweet, but I'm happy about it because I'm also writing for Afterglow. And it's wow. called an off-limits merger. You mentioned motorcycles earlier, and I kind of laughed because I'm like, the the hero owns a custom made motorcycle, like a custom wow. motorcycle. Yeah. So, and he is working on a merger with another company, and he falls for the CEO's daughter, who also works at the company, which they're not supposed to. It's off limits, and plus, she's not looking for love because the night before her wedding. Her fiance died, but he was caught in a room with another woman. 
that's weird. <gasps> it's so she is so off love. <laughs> I don't blame her for that. Yeah. What? So it's like a bit of like a forbidden romance, an office romance, age gap because he's older, like by I think by like 13 years. So yeah. And I loved writing it. It's set in Boston, which is one of my favorite cities, even though I've never been, but I'm fascinated with new kids on the block. So yeah yeah I'm, I'm with you on that one boston's <laughs> on my list of places i want to go yeah. that in that in I texas texas is also on my list sorry texas but y'all know why <laughs> i know right it's like that awkwardness i'm like oh i don't know why i'm not going there <laughs> but for me like texas is like a lure because i love pickup trucks and i love like guns and i love horses and i'm like totally the opposite of every scottish person yeah like oh it's a running joke i like my my own family will say to me you're not scottish you're like you were born here but you're totally american like my dad <laughs> totally pranks me all the time he's like you 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 never were like scottish crystal you're always been american so um yeah he oh hates it gosh. he hates it he gives me so much slack about it you know <laughs> so how many other than la have you been to the united states or is that your only I've, time i've been to philly and i've been to la uh i'm supposed to be going out to atlanta this year for a bit um oh atlanta is just like two hours away from me i know i know yeah, i was I, thinking about it i was thinking wow we'll have to meet up and grab coffee yeah yeah what are you going for? Is it a book um, related or book conference it's a or convention? Writing thing, yeah. I have to go out to um, to work with a writer, but there, I think we're going out for two months. So yeah, I'll be out for two months. Uh, the great thing is, like, wow. we we need to be out there for scheduling issues and stuff. Um, so yeah, Atlanta at the end of this year is is kind of what we're aiming for at the moment. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, we have to meet up. <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna have coffee. And I swear, yes. I will not. I will not bring my wrestling friends. They will be like <laughs> told they are on timeout. <laughs> that could be fascinating. <laughs> they 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 love it. Like they they love all the romance stuff that I, um like the ones that know me personally. Like they know that I'm not meaning anything by the you know oh, yeah. bad about the industry. To me, it's sort of flattering. Like it's yeah. to me it's because in our books we don't make them look bad like to us i mean they're literally our heroes in the book yeah yeah and they, they, so they finally got that concept like i think for the first yeah, time it's not they're getting fun of it, it now. in any way yeah but it's taken them like 10 years to get to the point where they're like okay she's actually like promoting us not Absolutely. making us something else like they're finally clicking right. this is a hero thing right. yeah yeah, which is funny. So it's funny. I, they just have to. What they need to do is just read the books. Yes, that's what they I keep. I keep saying that to them. I'm like, don't judge it. Go read it first, and then you can go come back it. and question me. That's right. And that's then right. I have to hope that I remember they're... what I've written. <laughs> like, did I say anything negative? No, I didn't. <laughs> no, it's, it's I, more I mean, like, I. Did I, I... Did I put that scene in there, or are they just like taking the piss out of me? Oh, they could just skip the love scenes, as far as I'm concerned. If you're uncomfortable with it, but I don't know how why you would why you would. I oh don't no, know. they don't skip it. They take notes, like they want to ask <laughs> as questions. They should as they yes. should. 
I get like the weirdest like oh the weirdest questions ever comes from them. So yeah. They well we they should take so notes. Tell us because about we, your whole kind of like how do you balance your life in writing? Because like mine's is insane, but yours I I believe is more insane than mine. I like I'm I'm still a work in progress when it comes to balance, you know, because yeah. My work day looks starts at about seven thirty or eight, and I'll do like social media and things like that, answer emails, and then from like ten to supposed to be about six, I write, and yeah, I've set that aside as my writing time, and then after that, if, I, if there's like little things that I need to do, like you know, respond to social media or or more emails, I'll do that, and I'm supposed to have the rest of that night off to like relax, like any job. You know, you come, yeah. when you come home, you want to decompress, relax, family time, reading. It doesn't always go like that for me because no. um, I'm usually on a deadline that I'm pushed up against. And so I write a lot. And so I struggle to find it. But I've learned that if I don't have it, burnout is a real thing. And Same. so I, I just find that. Yeah. It, yeah, it's terrible. I mean, you have the stories in your head, but it's like you can't get it out to write. And and I found that comes from when I, I'm out of balance. Like I don't take time to like fill fill the well, so to speak, you know, with yeah. the, so I've discovered the things that I love, which number one is reading. I absolutely love I'm to read. Same, yeah. yeah. We started out as readers. It's why we write because we love the book so much. And I don't think as writers we can afford literally to lose that for me it's exciting it makes me excited about my own writing it gets me energized it 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 inspires me you know and I don't care whether I'm reading the Lini Singh side chat you know side changeling series which because I don't write paranormal but I love it and the way that she constructs a story gets me so excited to just go and construct my own story and of yeah. course, I'm champion napper, and <laughs> I love naps. I'm the same. I, I start reading, and then like 20 pages in, I'm like, oh face god, I love to sleep. I do. It's, I mean, and physically, it's it's good for us. Yes. You know, we need to let our minds rest because we use it so much. We need it. Need to let it rest and recuperate, so yep. we can use our imaginations and our creative spirit like over and over again. So you have to fill the well. Like I said, I'm a work in progress. Balance is not easy for me, but I do try, you know, I do try to set it aside and do the things that I love. Yeah. For me, what I've, I've learned to do is like block everything. So like Monday, well, except for of course, when people change my schedule on me, which happens also. But right, usually, like, Monday happen. would be, yeah, yeah, like, Monday's script day, Tuesday's novel writing day, Wednesday's edit day, Thursday's, oh, crap, did I set up my social media stuff and my emails? Really should answer them. Yeah. Friday, I'm like, ooh, date night. You know, let's, let's do date night. Let's, you know, amazing. and then usually I have, you know, like, that. that's my time with him, and then I've got scripts again Saturday and then Sunday I have, I'm back to editing or writing, but I'm always plotting, always plotting and, and writing. Absolutely. And there's like times Absolutely. I am the worst person to have coffee with. Cause sometimes I just like do this and I stare off into space and I'm not ignoring the person. It's just, I've gotten an idea halfway through the conversation. 
and they come like the the ideas come from everywhere. Yeah. And so you can be inspired at like any time. Like even if you're watching TV, because like, I yep. watch a lot of ID Discovery, and oh, so the yeah. idea can come from that. You know, from one of the situations that you see these people in, like that would be a good idea for a character, like their backstory. Or you're just yes. people watching, you're out and you see someone or a couple so together. Much. Yeah. yeah. You create your own story about them just from how they look in their body language. So it's like yeah. your mind is always on, which is another reason why we need to, we have to like, some for us, and I know for me, um, yeah. I have to schedule time to relax. <laughs> I have to. I do the because same. Because I like, go all the time. Like, I, I know at night, like, it, when I go through to my bed, that's it. I'm supposed to stop yep. writing, yep. watch stuff on the computer. So, I sew in bed. So, like, I do cross-stitch. So, I'll sit in cross-stitch. And that now, is I, simply I, so that... That's really relaxing. Like, a lot, it is. Several it really is. I know crochet. And it is so relaxing yeah. for them. Because it I, forces I your brain to not think about work. It forces right. your brain to focus on something else. Because if I'm not focused on the needle that I'm putting through the material, I will snap yeah. my finger umpteen times. And it <laughs> hurts. Does. It hurts. You so it wakes you up. And you're like, ah. And then you have to kind of keep going again. Okay. And the amount of times I've gone, ah, and then stuck my finger in my mouth and he's just sort of looked at me as if to say, what have you done now? And I'm like, oh, I just, you know, stabbed myself with a needle. That will teach you to pay attention to what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. And the, the thing is, uh, because I'm wrestling, because I'm wrestling mad. So Monday night I have raw. And then Tuesday night, there's no, I don't watch NXT. So Tuesday night, I don't watch WWE. Wednesday, that's me. I'm in for AEW. Then I take Friday and I have, I'll like watch other shows on those two days. And then back to wrestling Friday, Saturday. And then Sunday, I'll like <laughs> catch up on other stuff. And I just like constantly go in a circle. Like, cause I know every week they'll be wrestling on, which is the good thing right. about wrestling. Yeah. Uh, so yeah and then of course I have like the podcast I'll listen to in the mornings and stuff um, just to get me laughing because the amount of different podcasts I listen to and then I just crack up I am a podcast fanatic and I have certain ones that I listen to and you know they drop episodes every week and because again they're like true true crime podcasts that I listen to but they're so funny like the (laughs) They're just they're they're not talking about funny things, but no. their dialogue when they're talking about it just cracks me up. So and so I listen to like a ton of a podcast. It's so it's fun, and yeah, it it's is. either that or audiobooks. You know, yeah. um, oh, I'm can with take you on that road. one. I just found a new podcast. Um, I'll send you the name off there, but it is so funny because. They just talk absolute rubbish, but it's like, <laughs> it's comedy rubbish. So you just end up laughing so much and they do like fan mail on the air and stuff. So they'll like read like things that people have emailed in. Well, I just podcast on two where they do that. <laughs> yeah. And it's like some of the stuff people email them and you're like, what? Yeah. Why would you email somebody like that? Like, yeah. and it's always like drunk kind guy like from Texas, or you know, 
And he's like, you're just like, really? But wrestling fans are brilliant for stuff like that. Like some of the things that I have gotten from wrestling fans who've come on the podcast to listen to mine. And I had one person said, I was listening to your podcast and I accidentally shot myself in the foot. Oh my God. With a and gun? I'm like, I, yeah. So I emailed them back and I'm like, how? And he's like, well, I was reloading the gun and you made me laugh and I pulled the trigger and shot myself oh my in the foot. Oh my God, dude, put the weaponry away. <laughs> and I was like, why did he think it was a good idea to clean his gun while dude. listening to a podcast? Seriously, you need to concentrate when you're doing that. Yeah, like I'm that's what that's I thought. I'm like, okay. So apparently that oh was something God. he did. Every Sunday he would put my podcast on and he would clean his gun. Oh my goodness. So that's yeah. The, it shouldn't be funny, but dude, in the foot you shot okay. It shouldn't be funny, but it is. And then I felt bad that the poor guy had to go to like the ER because yeah. you know. Can you imagine him telling them what happened? I'd just be like, it was a drive-by. <laughs> I'm, I'm not admitting I shot myself in the foot. <laughs> like, bullet came out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was me. Like, I just, I, I feel sorry. I asked the guy if I could mention it. And he's like, yeah. But it was so funny to me <laughs> just like though. getting that email. And I'm like, oh, dude. Yeah, so, yeah, how do I respond to this? Are you okay? <laughs> that was the first thing I said is, are you okay on why were you cleaning a gun while listening to a podcast? Oh my god. Oh, oh, oh god. But it was it was oh. worth it just like just getting that email at the time because I actually thought about packing up shop with the podcast a long time ago, like six months or something ago. And when I told my my author friends about it, they were all they all got up in arms and they're like, "Oh my god, no, you can't stop it! It is like the funniest hour to two hours we get a week." So I was like, "Oh, okay, well, then. you, just, you know, like you write day, like you just never mm -hmm. know." The I'm going to suggest if you like true crime, I'm going to tell you listen to Love Murder. Ooh. It is so good. And the, I will check the, that out because I normally watch. I normally do true crime so daily, so yeah. Listen to true that time one. Love daily murder. is my one, hey, yeah. So and what's what's yours? True true crime daily. Like the... they cover like not just like oh. the ones that are in court, but they like cover like cases from all over the U.S. Like ones yeah. that people aren't talking about, or ones that they think people should be talking about. Right, and they have oh, like the legal awesome. side, but they also have like the investigative side, and it really gets deep. Like, but it's good because the humor's there. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of fast needs... food uh, cases that they talk about. People uh, doing really stupid things that... in fast food drive-throughs. I was going to say, wow, but no, I've heard some. I've heard yeah. some, like when. Popeye's chicken had their chicken sandwich. People just lost their damn minds over that and were like shooting up places because they ran out the sandwich. And I'm like, what? What are we doing? It's a sandwich. I know. Yeah, like, I, or they don't get their I, chicken nuggets and you're it. like, yes. And they go nuts. And I watch a lot yeah. of customer wars. And now that I think about it, when every episode something goes down in a restaurant, there's fighting in a re there's fighting a lot of times in restaurants and fast food places. 
And I'm like, if you're that yeah. hungry, like yeah. if you're that hungry, just order something else. Go, I promise you, there's like five other places on a strip. I promise you. There's never just one nearby. There's probably two others within a mile radius. Go yes. if you're that hungry. They exactly. oh, they just cut up. It's fun to watch. It's fun to watch, <laughs> but I feel so sorry for the services. Like Oh, I feel um, so bad for them. Because number one, they gotta clean all that crap up. And number two, about 50% of the time, they're getting attacked by the customer. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Like, it, you can't say like, the customer's it, always right in that no. situation. Yeah. and uh, uh, No, that's not in my job description to fight customers. No. No. <laughs> God, no. Like, it's so weird because, like, if you think about, like, how everything's changed in today's culture, like, what, 20 years ago, do you honestly think any of us would be thinking about brawling in a McDonald's? No, if if it, if it was, we wouldn't know about it because it wouldn't be all over social media. Yeah, I, I like think it would with, be with, mouth, like word of mouth and stuff. Yeah, yeah. right. So we would, I don't, yeah, I, it wouldn't be as prevalent because we wouldn't know about it because now everybody has a phone where they're yep. recording it and posting it, so... <laughs> Maybe I know, that like that—that that like, still baffles me. Like the amount of times I've—I've I've gone out with like friends and stuff. Like somebody, um, was it? Yeah, somebody like tweeted about me dancing in a cafe. Like I was like shimmying out the door to get my friend to laugh, and somebody who <laughs> knew me as an author tweeted about it, and I'm like, "Huh? Were they like, there? Yeah." And I didn't even know they were like, there was a fan there. Like, I'm just like sitting there having my bacon and pancake maple syrup mix and like doing the shimmy to get my friend to laugh. And I'm like, I got judged for that? Like, what? To me, that's fun. That's funny. And you know what? You're living your own life. So Exactly. And it's not like it's going to stop me because I, I mean, I... I boogie randomly everywhere, so like my friend just accepts it. We all should. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I, I was like, oh. So I just thought, like, I just like, like ignored the tweet and just like carried on my day. I was just like, yeah. Pfft. Yeah. You know? I, thought, but, I thought you meant that you were like happy to see it. I'd have been happy to see it. I think. Oh no, they fun. were like they were saying, oh, this isn't the becoming of a romance author. No, what? Well, how are we supposed to act? I know, like I even I was like, hey. that makes no sense to me. That that but doesn't. You get those people that think that we have to be professional all the time. Like they think, you know, I mean, there's a time and a place for everything. But if I'm yeah. if I'm with my, if I'm with my family, especially or really close friends, that is a place for me to unwind and to yeah. just let loose. And I'm not always polite. I curse. I laugh loud. I, I'm like you. I dance at random times. It's like because it's just who we are, me. yeah. And I'm not going to change who I am just because of what I do. You just incorporate it. But well, it, I'm, when I, I will hold up my hand and say I am loud. I curse, and I'm usually I'm not politically correct. Same. I can say some things that I'm like, oh. That's probably not going to trend well. <laughs> I was, I, I've caught myself going, 
yeah, girl, you really shouldn't be having this conversation outside the house. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then when you get to a conference and you're in, like, if you're or in an interview or, you know, in something like that, you know how to turn yeah. it, tone it down, yeah. but not even turn yeah. it all the way off because it's who you are. And I think yeah. that's what makes us visuals and what draws people to you. And that same thing that's in you, that's your personality pours into your books. And that's why people yeah. love your voice. So yeah, I can tone it down, but I'm not turning it all the way off. I'm not changing who I am. I, I had to learn that like the hard way because I always had this, like any of my friends who's ever been around me that's famous, they say like I have this star power when I walk into a room and I know that I'm going there for business and I know I'm going there to do something related to business. I turn the volume all the way up. Like I will be so big and personality based. They that they're like wow, you know, like, and then when they meet me like later, and I've toned it down back to its normal level of who I am every day, they're mm-hmm. like, "How do you go from star to normal person in sixty seconds? Like, how? How do you do this?" And I'm like, "I just just do is like natural to me." Like, and and they think it's hilarious because like most of my friends who are famous, they live in that bubble of oh we're only famous for an hour a night or whatever but they the thing about wrestling is when they leave there there's no red carpet thing for them they don't just like go back to being who (laughs) they actually are they're expected to be Mm -hmm. that character all the time and and that's kind of what i think with the persona yeah yeah, and I think that's kind of where our romance fans are going because I put on this big kind of experience where they go in, they get to see me as like a professional author with the kind of the spirit of it. You know, I always wear a cute outfit. I get, I look the part, but then at the same time, I give them very put together conversations, very eloquent, very to the point, very easy to understand. And then when I get back in the car, I will be like, it's off. Like, I just go back to how I usually am with, like, the weird off-the-wall comments, the jokes that usually makes husband laugh. And we just go back to normal life. But for, like, a lot of my famous friends, they don't get that time to just decompress. Yeah, absolutely. I can imagine how that is. Because, I mean, Roman Reigns is Roman Reigns in the supermarket just as he is Roman Reigns in the wrestling room. Yes, yes. But we don't expect him like he in the supermarket to be talking to smack to the <laughs> to the brand. Yeah. Like, like, you don't expect that. And we shouldn't expect that of, of him. Like, so but people yeah, do. I, like, I, they, I totally they will go up to him and say, oh, you're, you know, your match was awful and and he just has to kind of like roll with it, like no, yeah, That's seriously. So but people well, I mean, we are. Get that too. We we yeah, get that we get too. That we get too. the emails where where people tell us our books were trash and we should give it up. I've I've had people actually come up to me and say that, yeah. Where they call me a heathen, you know, because of what we write. Yeah, and they, you know, and they say they're going to pray for me while they're cursing me to hell you know like uh, we we all get some like that thank god it's not the majority so yeah, exactly um, are, are have you had the home wrecker one yet i had the home no, wrecker one the I've other never day been called, how are you all because yeah. you wrote a book 
Because I really I look. thank God I've never gotten that one. Because usually, it's not even usually, I never respond when I get those. I never respond either. Never respond. But to be called a homewrecker, I might respond to that one. <laughs> I was like, I read it and I'm like, how the hell can you blame me for wrecking a home? And apparently it was because I had given I had given the girl confidence to up and leave her apparently neglected Mm. husband for another man who was paying her attention. And I got called the home record and in that situation. And I'm like, Mm. I wrote a book. Like, I wrote a book, woman. I didn't tell you to leave your husband. Like, I wrote a book. Yeah, I would have put that one. I'd have put her on blast for that one. I wouldn't. I don't think I would ignore that one. That's just me. I'm like, oh, really? I was just like, oh, well, at least she read the book. You know, I was like, oh, well, at least she read the book. Right. That's another thing when people, I've had a couple people tell me, and it's crazy, the books that they call pornographic, because I'm like, it's not even the hottest book I've ever written. So I'm not yeah. getting it. Like, but um, they're like, I, I'm And they don't realize we have rules to follow too. Like, it's yeah, not I, like we don't have classes and conversations with publishers or, or we don't go through the term on term quotes of what is pornographic and what's erotica. It's not like we don't have those conversations. Why should, I mean, especially in traditional publishing, they I've had my editor tell me I can't use certain words, but in other books I can use, like for another publisher, I can use certain words. So there's certain guidelines, but um, to call something pornographic or smut or, and I, and I know when we use it as romance writers, we, it's like, because it's our community. It's okay for us to say it. It's not okay for outsiders to say it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not funny it's not a compliment they actually mean that and yeah to call two people who are emotionally and physically connecting smut it's like that says more about your mentality than it does yeah. mine and so when i get those emails and they're calling it pornographic or they're saying they're gonna throw it in the yep. trash i'm like first of all i'll delete so i don't get the urge to respond i delete it which is hard it's hard not to yeah i'm totally there with it then my thing is well you read the whole thing and you pay for it already you can do whatever you want would i like for you to give it to a library sure but if you want to throw it away it don't matter i get paid the same and then i delete that email because i don't even want it in my inbox you're not gonna ruin my day and then i'm not gonna give you the satisfaction of giving you my time and my energy you're not gonna I'm not going to let you pollute and plus, my energy. If we responded to it, it would end our careers. Let's let's be honest. Like we would get so well, blasted, yeah. and then publishers yeah, drop we, you because they don't want we, the drama. You know, so like you have to kind of almost have the Teflon effect, where you're like, you know what this this isn't worth my time, and then you I just have so to let it roll off you. I thank you. <laughs> yeah, like it, it's you. weird for me because I'm going from the. <laughs> Yeah, I'm moving from romance to YA. So I have like a different pen name for YA. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there's going to be people that are going to put it together. That I'm the same author who did the yeah. adult stuff that's now doing YA. And I'm going to get so much heat for it. But I don't care because I'm telling stories for teenagers who are going to enjoy it. And let's be honest, there is a hell of a lot of adult women who read YA. 
more adult right women read YA than friggin' right teenagers do. Like Rebecca Weatherspoon just wrote um, a YA. Yeah. And I absolutely loved it. And then I, yeah. I bought it for my daughter and we read it together. Like yeah. Talia Hibbert, she wrote a YA that was so good. They're all adult romance writers too, but they've trans they've transitioned and one of the genres they write in is yeah. YA and they write amazing books. I don't think we should be pigeonholed. Um, no, I don't think so. I don't think we should write. be either. Yeah, we should be able to write whatever we want and in, in yeah. whatever genre we want, whatever our creativity leads us to write. If it's feel like you have that book on your soul and if it's a YA or it's a fantasy or whatever it is, it's a thriller um, with yeah. only romantic elements. We should have the freedom to write whatever we want to write. I totally agree. And I think that that's kind of what I said to my publisher. I was like, I'm taking this contract because you're going to let me write whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Not that it isn't an insane schedule because it is an insane schedule, but Man. it's a challenge to me. Like, it is a challenge to me. And I'm like, I don't mind that. Like, I want to be challenged. in a week? I write maybe 30,000 words a week. Wow. I'm like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bad. Like when I go for a writing session, wow. like I will sit down and I just get lost till I get to that point where I'm like, okay, I could take a break or I have to really pee. Yeah. And then yeah, like, the, the need to pee is kind of like repairs everything else. And then I'm like, <laughs> I get up, I run to the bathroom, I pee, but I come back like single-minded blinkers on, yeah. forget everything. Unless I have to get coffee and then I, I make coffee. Um, mm-hmm. And then I sit down and I just go. And some days I will do that over seven days. Sometimes I will do that in like one day, depending on wow. like how intense the, the, I have to get it. So it hits me like a kind of like mm-hmm. a Mack truck. And then I just run with it. And then I'm like, ah, this is, this is it. Like, but yeah, so I'm five books into a 64 book series with a co-author imagine like we were talking about before yeah. i had book three and i'm like yeah i'm looking for the exit <laughs> and it's crazy because all my favorite authors like like i mentioned alini singh like yeah. the side changeling series and now she, it's like the i don't know if it's it's not really a spinoff because it's in the same world but yeah. i mean that series is over 20 books long and i love every single one christine feehan with her dark series like I know How that was huge. Yeah, is that series? And I dream that I'm like, yeah, I want to be like that. But then when I get the book three, I'm like, mm, I'm out this world. <laughs> talk, yeah, talk no, I mean it. it's it's hard to it's hard to live in it because for me, like for my 64 book series, it is twin on twin drama. Like you've got one twin who takes all her sister's diaries and she publishes them, right? What it is like the evilest thing right there i wish my sister would uh, i wish she would (laughs) right and and then the fun part is you've got like and of course the famous twin she has no idea this is happening so all her life gets turned upside down so her estranged husband who's been secret for the entire time they've been married he comes back and then she's in a love triangle with him and the guy she was dating and then her own twin sister, she's getting into love triangles. She's not supposed to be involved in. And I feel for the dad because he's like 
what the hell? Like, stop doing this, you two. Like, trying to, like, piece everything back together. It's, it's, and it, that's the whole fun of it is contemporary fiction, but with all these romantic elements and you've got a mm-hmm. broken family trying to fix itself. But at the same time, you've got these two really wild girls who are just pulling off in different directions. I'm like 64 books. Poof. That's amazing. That is like I I had to do a whiteboard. I had to do a whiteboard with like arrows and like notes and everything. (laughs) So you don't get it mixed up? I'm like, so she slept with him uh, and he slept with her. I wouldn't even remember all that. Yeah, I was like like, I I was like a mad woman for like two weeks. Yeah, I can't even imagine that story Bible. It must be crazy. It it's just bananas. Well, you could kill someone with it if you hit them with it. Like quite seriously. It's like war peace. It is. It like I, I joke about it, but like my co author, he will literally say to me, Don't get the Bible out. Don't get the Bible don't get the Bible out because he knows if I get the Bible out, I'm gone. So like he has to try and remember everything that's in the first five books, so I won't get the Bible out. I'm I'm terrible at that. Like like I said, with my like the Rosebend series is I think it's the longest one I have because it's gonna end up being well with the novellas like eleven books, yeah. I think. And yeah. because I don't write everything down, I'm always going back to previous manuscripts to make sure that I have all the details right. And thank God for the search yeah. feature in Word, because I could just put blue eyes and then I'm no 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 they're green and how old is he and if you have to like four yep. go forward five years for the next story you have to and I'm terrible at math and I have to calculate how old each of the characters from the previous books are how old their kids would be all of that and I'm yep after I do all that I'm like I'm done for the day I can't even write because I'm I'm too tired <laughs> I, and that's I'm the same well, way and the worst you're talking before yeah, I like I have, I have prequel because it's split in three sections. So we have prequels, current timeline, and then we have the end, which is the future. So, and it's not even as simple as one series. It's like Marie has her own series, Layla's got her own series, and like each of them have their own mini series so that their voices are heard, but it's under one banner. So, like if i'm working on book five i have to remember that i'm laying stuff in place for book six which will be the start of somebody else's story but it'll feed into what's already happened so it's like you're building a spider web layer upon layer a whole bunch of threads and (laughs) spokes and oh that is is i'm I'm just in awe because that it it was the craziest ever ambitious thing i thought i would ever do and then when we calculate we didn't we didn't have a number for the publisher so we had to sit one day and we had to run the titles like i wrote all the titles out and we counted them and there was 64 and i was like oh the publisher's never going to take 64 so i went back to them and i'm like because she asked me she's like what's the total amount for this series and i'm like oh 64 <laughs> No, and she's like how many <laughs> and i'm like 64 and she's like okay well let's do it do you think you can do it in three years uh maybe 
Oh my god. So that, we we I reckon we'll get how like we'll get we're gonna do one a month for three years and it starts August. So it's gonna be mental. So how many books do you already have written? Or Five. are you gonna write while you go? Oh, well, good. I'm writing so while I'm going, books. yeah. So I'm working yeah. on book six, but five are complete. So, like, I'm That's always awesome. going to be ahead. And yeah. I have to be ahead because okay. it's like. Yeah. You can't get, yeah. you can't even get even. You have no. to be ahead to, to keep up that schedule. And it's so Ooh, funny because, like, I, I, like, totally will message people. Like, I talk to different wrestlers if I'm doing, like, like, I have a hardcore wrestler for when I do hardcore stuff. I have a normal wrestler for just WWE-style wrestling. And then I have, like, the retired, lazy ones that I go to when I need, like, the more old man kind of opinion on things. Like, the daddy figure kind of opinion on things. So, I have them all categorized in my email box so that I know I who I need to talk do. to at certain point. But yeah, yeah but the great thing is I dedicate oh. each of the books to different people that's helped me on the way. So like, yeah. there's oh, I one of the ones that um really helped me for Summer of Him was Kid Cash. So like, I dedicated, in my acknowledgments, I was like, DC, which is like his initials. And I thanked him in the acknowledgments because I'm like, that story, that quad of books, that four books for that little series would never have happened if me and him had another conversation in a bar in England just totally randomly he sat down next to me and he's like who are you why are you here kind of like it was just like this total random conversation and I was like hi I'm Crystal <laughs> and just like the awkwardness start but no it was really good because it gave me a sense of different characters and there's so many different personalities in wrestling they're all softies. Most of them are really, really soft-hearted guys um, who pretend they're not, but they are mm -hmm. usually soft-hearted guys. And just seeing the different kind of personalities was... It has been an amazing journey for me. Even if they do tease me rotten, you know? One that's still continuing three years at least. Yes. Whew, yes. It'll be, it'll be going for a long time, I think. Because we'll get to 64, and I bet you, like, my co-author will be like, no, I'm not done yet. Yeah, I know. Well, and it's like the characters do that. Like, yeah. you think you're done. And then one of them will, that you never even saw coming, will, you're like, they'll start talking to you. And I know that sounds it, it'll, weird. It'll like end up like Shirley Canning with like, the never-ending yeah. Dark Hunter yes. series. Yeah. Oh my god, I love that series. I and do every, too. That character needs a book, obviously, because yeah. it won't shut up. Yeah, that's one of my favorite. Oh, God. I used to kill, like, when, you know, the books weren't coming out, like her, Christine Feehan, Alini Singh, it would be like, yeah. that was like the holy grail, like the trio for me, the Trinity. And yeah. they, they would have just like, and J.R. Ward. So yeah. it's not a Trinity. <laughs> And it was like one book a year. And I used yeah. to, oh my God, I used to hawk down the books, like the bookstores. So I yeah. could be the first to grab that new release. All yeah. four of them. Oh my gosh. They, they still are. They're my favorites. Yeah. They're, they're they the kind of books feel... that stick with you forever. Like they, that is, that is the sign of a fantastic you, writer. Man, you're speaking facts. And like, even yeah. now, you can reread them, 
but you already know the story because you never forget the characters or the you story. Don't. You just want to revisit them. That's yeah. how amazing those books are. Well, yeah, I love I love them that much. I actually went and got the hardback versions because my paperbacks were literally falling apart. Like they yeah. were coming to pieces. <laughs> yeah. So I buy I, ones too. I saved up like my money and I bought each of the ones in the original hardback versions. Like when they first came out, I got the original hardback yeah. versions and they sit on my shelf and every so often I just go and I take one down and I like reread it because it's like, it's, it's a comfort read. It, they are comfortable. It really reads. You know how that story is going to go. You know what to expect at the end. And even then, even saying that, knowing what to expect Every time you read it, it's, it's kind of like you discover something else that you missed, like something new yes. that makes it almost feel like reading it for the first time. And when, like, when I go in a used bookstore um, and I'll see one of them up on the shelf, never fails that I buy it because one, it might have a new cover. I'm definitely yep. getting it if, it if they recovered it. And then my other copy is so beat up, like I need the new, <laughs> I need the new copy. <laughs> Yeah, because it's like literally so, um, the pages are falling out. Yeah, yes, like in there. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, such good. You make me want to go like reread Rage's book. Right exactly, now, though. But that—that's the point of the show. It's like you know we talk about not just what we write and what we we love, but we get to like share the books that we love, and then that's oh. really good for the industry as a whole. You know. Yeah, I have so many. Oh so yeah, we'll have to get you hooked. So August twenty first is the date you're gonna have to remember, so you can get that twin drama story. Absolutely, absolutely. And then you'll be like, you can be like lining up every month to get the next one. <laughs> like I'm gonna be looking for it every month. And she's like, my my publisher's gonna be like, too. I'm just gonna be checking them off. Yeah, and she's gonna be like, right, what one are you on now? Because there's like a demand here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh but they, they tease me like they, they do um because we did this one that i've got out at the moment it's been out for seven years which is a long time i didn't realize yeah. it'd been out that long and so they recovered it and the cover is fantastic it's, it's totally awesome um so they recovered it and i sent you the link for it so you're good and oh good just like the oh, amount of, like the amount of people that read it and it's only 154 pages but i get like so many questions when they get to the end and the great thing is you'll be able to email me directly and i'll actually answer That's you right. I <laughs> you'll be able to you'll be, you'll be able to question me it's good bad thing for you <laughs> exactly but this is the benefits of being on the show because you can like talk about it and be like girl did you seriously do that to her like i i doubt no. what i get a lot like the amount of people that started yeah so yeah, my, my, my publisher phoned me the other day and she goes, Crystal, oh my God, that's all I'm going to say. Oh my God about your book. And then she hung up on me. Who doesn't want that kind of reaction? <laughs> like that was it. She read the book. She went, oh my God, hung up the phone. <laughs> Probably because she was going back to finish reading it. And then she's, she that. emails me two days later. She's like, Okay, I had to delay the release of this one because I had to do something. Like there was like one piece was bugging her, and apparently I had a plot hole, and she noticed it. She's the only person that's ever noticed the plot holes. 
that's that's why she's the editor slash publisher that's yeah yeah. so that was her she was like totally totally at our oh she was like yeah you need she's like thank god you sent me the next three and when is that one that's the one that's coming out in august august 21st yeah yeah and what's the name of it i'm just writing down marie's world every everybody thinks it's like oh isn't it like the tv series no Because no, there's apparently like a TV that. show called Marie's World, which I did not know at the time. So is that the no, that's not because I'm thinking that's not the Avenger one. No, that's not it. Right? No, I, I don't know what it is. No. <laughs> I'm have to but look it, it, it up. didn't last long anyway. <laughs> I think it was like a season or something and then it died. So. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look it but up. But yeah, now. like every, everybody everybody that reads it is like, I gotta know the next one. Like my best friend, she's on book, she's read all the books up to this point. And every day so I get are them. They, they cliffhangers or they're full yeah. stories. No, no, they're cliffhangers. They're cliffhangers. Oh my! Well, thank God they're being released a month apart then, because I don't want to wait. <laughs> the the, the level of romantic drama is like it's is higher than anything you've seen on Dynasty. That is a drug for me. <laughs> yeah, and he, and they're love- not. And they're all good-looking guys in there, too. So, like, even the grizzly, slightly older guy that, like, Marie gets married to, she's Love not him. supposed to marry. He, even he's cute. Love that. Like, and he's, like, he's a total badass, but then you see, like, the way she looks at him and he crumbles like that. Like, she just knows, that like... That is my favorite thing. Yeah. They're, they're total enemies to lovers. Like, they are so That's enemies such a- to lovers. Like, cause the, the the conflict between them, that like animosity between them, and always under under lurking underneath is that passion, that desire yeah. for for each other, which just heightens every single interaction that they have. Exactly. So, yeah, I love that trope. And I think it's hilarious because you've also got like his back and forth with his brother because he knows his brother is in love with his wife. So there's also like the tension between like the brother and the husband and and then of course like the father and the husband don't like each other. So like it's like a whole thing. It's a whole thing. It's fun taboo romances. (laughs) Yeah. And it's and you kind of feel for like you feel for the dad because you can almost imagine having twin daughters who are famous. And then just being like, having daughters enough, I think, is stress for a father. Yeah, they throw and, that. And out. These two, these two are like prolific in dating, so he must have no hair. Like, yeah, he's losing his mind. Yeah, I, I love it because like he he has one that just wants like her to like him to adore her, and then he's got one that's like, oh, Dad, I blame you for everything, kind of situation. So yeah. He he gets it rough. He gets it rough. But I, I love writing Can't him be. because it's like a good way. I get like all my frustration out by just torturing him. <laughs> my co-author's like, you so imagine me as like that character when you're writing him, don't you? And I'm like, yeah, just it's a little like bit. You're channeling me. <laughs> I'm channeling him like a lot. <laughs> well, I mean, we've done it. We've done the the book and life podcast. How quick was that? Oh my god, that went by so fast. Yes, wow, like it's so easy. But we're we have yeah, to get you back on good. in a few months, 
and then we can like talk about oh. I will read yours and you'll read mine and then we'll real absolutely. compare notes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That sounds like fun. <laughs> But that's I know what we I'm do out here. Questions. Like we we read I'm each other's so stuff, so and then we come on and we like we totally spill the tea on like everything. Oh, I can't wait. Okay, I already I'm going to get up get pick up summer of him, and then next week on I mean next month on the twenty first I'm picking up Marie's world. So yeah, so you'll be all oh. like full of crushes by the time you come back. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have questions I can see just from what you've told me. Yeah. Mainly my question is going to be, okay, you can tell me what's going to happen next. <laughs> yeah. Like, I need to know, girl. Like, I need to know. I get that, like, my bestie, honestly, she's my beta reader. The amount of times she phones me and she goes, you can't leave the book like this. I gotta know. <laughs> and then I'm like, well, That's there is another one coming. It's like, what the? <laughs> yeah. Like, you even the publisher's here? like, you can't leave it like that. <laughs> And I'm like, I can't help it. It's how the Guarantee story pauses. To get you know? to come back, even though I would probably be cussing you out too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get no used to it. I'm just like, eh. <laughs> well, guys, you're going to want to come back next week because we have another romance author coming on and she's super excited to share her story with us. And she's also Mills and Boone too. So you're not going to want to miss that.